Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled The Divisions of the Sons of Levi and Aaron. It shall be focused on the study of First Chronicles chapter 23 and 24. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We pray, Father, may your word percolate into the depths of our hearts and take away any unbelief and take away any sin that so easily besets us. For you said, out of the heart of a man comes forth adultery, murders, and so forth. So, Father, may out of our hearts spring everlasting waters. Like David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. So speak to us today in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to 1 Chronicles chapter 23 and 24. Chapter 23 So when David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel. And he gathered together all the princes of Israel with the priests and the Levites. Now the Levites were numbered from the age of thirty years and upward, and their number by their poles, man by man, was thirty and eight thousand, of which twenty and four thousand were to set forward the work of the house of the Lord, and six thousand were officers and judges. Moreover, four thousand were porters, and four thousand praised the Lord with the instruments, which I made, said David, to praise therewith. And David divided them into courses among the sons of Levi, namely Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Of the Gershonites were Laodon and Shimei. The sons of Laodon, the chief was Jehiel, and Zetham, and Joel, three. The sons of Shimei, Shalomith, and Haziel, and Haran, three. These were the chief of the fathers of Laodon. And the sons of Shimei were Jehath, Zina, and Jeosh, and Bariah. These four were the sons of Shimei, and Jehath was the chief, and Ziza the second. But Jeosh and Bariah had not many sons, therefore they were in one reckoning, according to their father's house. The sons of Kohath, Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uzziel, four. The sons of Amram, Aaron and Moses. And Aaron was separated, that he should sanctify the most holy things, he and his sons forever, to burn incense before the Lord, to minister unto him, and to bless in his name forever. Now concerning Moses, the man of God, his sons were named of the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses were Gershom and Eliezer. Of the sons of Gershom, Shabuel was the chief, and the sons of Eliezer were Rehabiah the chief, and Eliezer had none other sons, but the sons of Rehabiah were very many. Of the sons of Izhar, Shilomith the chief. Of the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechameam the fourth. Of the sons of Uzziel, Micah the first, and Josiah the second. The sons of Merari, Malai, and Mushai. The sons of Malai, Eleazar, and Kish. And Eleazar died and had no sons but daughters. And their brethren, the sons of Kish, took them. The sons of Mushai, Malai, and Eda, and Jeremoth, three. 
These were the sons of Levi after the house of their fathers, even the chief of the fathers, as they were counted by number of names by their poles, that did the work for the service of the house of the Lord, from the age of twenty years and upward. For David said, The Lord God of Israel hath given rest unto his people, that they may dwell in Jerusalem forever. And also unto the Levites. They shall no more carry the tabernacle, nor any vessels of it, for the service thereof. For by the last words of David, the Levites were numbered from twenty years old and above, because their office was to wait on the sons of Aaron for the service of the house of the Lord, in the courts, and in the chambers, and in the purifying of all holy things, and the work of the service of the house of God, both for the showbread, and for the fine flour for meat offering, and for the unleavened cakes, and for that which is baked in the pan, and for that which is fried, and for all manner of measure and size, and to stand every morning to thank and praise the Lord, and likewise at even, and to offer all burnt sacrifices unto the Lord in the Sabbaths, in the new moons, and on the set feasts, by number, according to the order commanded unto them, continually before the Lord, and that they should keep the charge of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the charge of the holy place, and the charge of the sons of Aaron their brethren, in the service of the house of the Lord. Chapter 24 Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. The sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. But Nadab and Abihu died before their father and had no children. Therefore Eleazar and Ithamar executed the priest's office. And David distributed them, both Zadok of the sons of Eleazar and Ahimelech of the sons of Ithamar, according to their offices in their service. And there were more chief men found of the sons of Eleazar than of the sons of Ithamar, and thus were they divided. Among the sons of Eleazar, there were sixteen chief men of the house of their fathers, and eight among the sons of Ithamar, according to the house of their fathers. Thus were they divided by lot, one sort with another, for the governors of the sanctuary and the governors of the house of God were of the sons of Eleazar and of the sons of Ithamar. And Shemaiah, the son of Nathaniel, the scribe, one of the Levites, wrote them before the king and the princes, and Zadok the priest, and Ahimelech the son of Abiathar, and before the chief of the fathers of the priests and Levites. One principal household being taken for Eleazar, and one taken for Ithamar. Now the first lot came forth to Jehoiarib, the second to Judea, the third to Harim, the fourth to Seirim, the fifth to Malchijah, the sixth to Mijamin, the seventh to Hakoz, the eighth to Abijah, the ninth to Jeshua, the tenth to Shechaniah, the eleventh to Eliashib, the twelfth to Jakim, the thirteenth to Hapa, the fourteenth to Deshebiab, the fifteenth to Bilga, the sixteenth to Imma, the seventeenth to Heza, the eighteenth to Aphses, the nineteenth to Pethahiah, the twentieth to Jehezekiel, the one and twentieth to Jakin, the two and twentieth to Gamal, the three and twentieth to Deleah, the four and twentieth to Maaziah. These were the orderings of them in their service, to come into the house of the Lord, according to their manner, under Aaron their father, as the Lord God of Israel had commanded him. And the rest of the sons of Levi were these. Of the sons of Amram, Shubiel. Of the sons of Shubiel, Judea. Concerning Rehabiah, of the sons of Rehabiah, the first was Ishiah. Of the Israelites, 
Shalomoth. Of the sons of Shalomoth, Jahath. And the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, Jechameam the fourth. Of the sons of Uzziel, Micah. Of the sons of Micah, Shema. The brother of Micah was Ishiah. Of the sons of Ishiah, Zechariah. The sons of Merari were Malai and Mushai. The sons of Jeaziah, Bino. The sons of Merari by Jeaziah, Bino and Shoham and Zachar and Ibrai. Of Malai came Eleazar, who had no sons. Concerning Kish, the son of Kish was Jeramiel. The sons also of Mushai, Malai and Eda and Jeremoth. These were the sons of the Levites after the house of their fathers. These likewise cast lots over against their brethren, the sons of Aaron, in the presence of David the king, and Zadok and Ahimelech, and the chief of the fathers of the priests and Levites, even the principal fathers over against their younger brethren. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, What is the Holy Ghost? This was preached in 1959 on December the 16th. We'll begin at paragraph 109. I trust you'll find it to be a blessing. Now, after a man has been filled with the Holy Ghost, is it possible that persecutions and things would cause him to have to come back and... Now, he ain't going to lose. He's still a son of God. He'll always be. Because you're sealed how long? That's right. That's what the Bible says. Now, after the disciples had been beaten, they had been mocked, made fun of, and everything, they thought it's time to go back together a little while. Let's turn over to Acts, the fourth chapter, and see one day what happened. Now, this is to you people who's already got it. Acts, the fourth chapter. Now, Peter and John had been beaten, put in prison, for healing, having a healing service out at the gate of the church. How many know that? There's a man laying there, kind of lame in his feet. He couldn't walk. Been that way for 40 years. And Peter passed through and he said, held out his cup to get something to put in his cup for food. And Peter showed that he was a Holy Ghost filled preacher. He didn't have any money. He said, he said, silver and gold have I none. See? He wasn't caring about that, but he was a, a heaven-bound creature. Oh, how I wish we had time to lay in that a little while. He was heaven-bound. He was comforted. He had the spirit. He had the power. He walked on and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I'll give to you. No doubt the man said, What you got, sir? I got faith. I've got something in my heart that started about ten days ago. I was in the upper room up there, and all of a sudden, all the promises that God had made, I've walked with Jesus Christ for three and a half years. I fished with him, out pulling in the fish. I've done these different things, and I've seen him heal the sick. I, he kept telling me, the Father's in me, but when I leave, he'll come in you. So I couldn't understand that, but he said, now, I don't expect you to understand it. You don't understand these things, you just get them. I don't understand it yet. And don't tell me you do, because you don't. See? So I can't understand it. I can't explain it. But the only thing I know, I got it. Well, well, you say, that's not scientifically. Oh, sure it is. Look at them lights. When Benjamin Franklin caught it, he said, I got it. He didn't know what he had, but he had it. 
And I want somebody to tell me tonight what electricity is. They don't know yet what it is, but we got it. <laughs> Amen. That's right. There's no man knows what electricity is. They can harness it, make it light, make it burn, make it act, but it's, it's generated by generators, two pieces running together like that. It produces that, and that's all they know. It'll give light. It's got power in it, and that's like the Spirit of God. When you get one piece is you, the other piece is God, and get them round round together like that, it'll do something for you. That's right. It'll give light. It'll give power. You don't know what it is and never will know what it is, but you know when you got it. That's one thing, sure. And it's for you. It's yours. It's the assurance. Right. What does that light show? There's assurance it is a light. Now, notice this. Now, you don't know what it is, but these fellows said, well, they'd, they said one thing they know. We know that they're ignorant. <laughs> the more nuts, you see, like the little German said he was, see? That they're ignorant and unlearned. But they've been with that fisherman, that carpenter down there called Jesus. Now, I tell you, because they're doing the same things he does. That's what the Holy Ghost is. Is Jesus living in an ignorant fisherman, <laughs> a carpenter, or whatever, ignorant preacher, <laughs> whatever it is. It's a man that wants to be ignorant to the things of the world, and that's how Jesus come into him, the Spirit of God, the seal, the comforter. He don't care about prestige. All thing he wants is God. When God was setting in order, he said, All you Levites, I've called you out and made you priests, and all your brethren, the other the twelve tribes, and the other eleven tribes, I'll pay you a tithing. When you get a nine bushel of apples, pour one bushel to the Levites. When you run your sheep through the... the Haul here, pick up the tenth sheep. I don't care if it's a little one or a big one, fat one or a poor one. That belongs to the Levites. Now, Levites, when you get all this, then you tithe too to the Lord. You make the wave offering, the heave offerings, the different offerings. You tithe to the Lord. Said Moses, for your part, I am yours. <laughs> he said, I'm your satisfying potion. That's what the Holy Ghost is to the church today. Silver and gold have I none, but I have a satisfying potion. Hallelujah. Education, I can't hardly read this book, but I got a satisfying potion. That's good. Doctor's degree, I don't have any. PhDs or LDs or nothing else. But there's one thing I have, a satisfying potion. That's the part I want. That's the part God wants you to have. Throw the rest of these old things away, all the prestige and everything else, and walk out and get God's satisfying potion. Because what you've got of this earth, you'll leave here when you leave. But if you've got that satisfying potion, it'll take you up. Just a certain minute. We're always taking out insurance to, take, to give the undertaker. Let's get God's satisfying potion and get the uptaker instead of the undertaker. You know, they both work. Now, let's see. Being let go, they went to their own company, not back to the priest. See, that showed they had it. <laughs> they wasn't going back to that old cold formal thing again. No. Go back and say, no, look here what they did to us. No, no. They had their own companies. Only about a dozen of them there, but that was a company enough. A little bitty handful of people. Being let go after they beat them and threatened them. If you ever baptize in Jesus' name again, or, oh, I meant that. Well, that's right. See? If you ever preach in Jesus' name again, whatever you do, we'll get you. That's quite a threat. Let's go over to the rest of the brethren. Oh, that's the way. In unity, there's power. 
and unity there's power. Said, let's just go over to the rest of the brethren and find out what we can do. Now they all come together and was telling different experiences. Being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord. Now listen to what they said. Watch him. Watch him. Not go back and say, oh, something another about, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. No. They were already saved. They were filled with the Spirit. They had eternal life. Lifted up their voice with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God. <laughs> Amen. I just like that. Thou art God. We know that. Which has made heavens and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Who by the mouth of thy servant David said, Now watch, you're going to come back and say, Now we're not a... Now you go out there and say, Well, now, Lord, now wait a minute, you're, they're just making so much fun of me. Didn't he say they'd do it? All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Well, you know, my boss told me if he called... Uh, didn't he say they'd say that? Well, you know, they brought me in a court the other day about it. Didn't he say you'd be brought before kings and rulers for money? Take no thought what you'll say because it's not you that's speaking. I see that happen yesterday. It's the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. He'll do it to speaking. That's right. All right. Take no thought what you shall say. Lord, by, uh, who by thy mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathens rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth stood up. And the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Of a truth, Lord, against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, gathered together for to do whatsoever thou hand and thou counsel has determined before to be done. Oh, I like that. Lord, you're just doing the very thing that you said they'd do. Why the Bible says in the last days, there will come scoffers, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, truth-speakers, false accusers, incontinent, despisers of those that are good, having a form of God in this but denying. You never went up there and received power at this, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Having a form of God in this but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost says. See? What is determined to be done. Now, Lord... Behold their threatenings, and, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word. Oh, I like that. Get that old wishbone out and get a real backbone in there. Now watch here. We may speak thy words by stretching forth thy hand to heal. Oh, brother, demons don't die, but the Holy Ghost don't either. Stretching forth thy hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Wow. You see what this fussing about, don't you? You're doing the same thing today, but don't do a bit of good. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word Amen. of God with boldness. Amen. Wow. They got something when they went up there, didn't they? The promise said that's what the Holy Ghost is, to give you boldness, to give you a comfort, to seal you, give you a sign. Oh, Listen, I oh, wish we just had time. 
we go down with Philip to the Samaritans in Acts 8, 14. You always put me down. They had received a great joy. They'd had great healing. But they had been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But they sent up to Jerusalem to get Peter. He come down and laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Acts 8, 14. The Gentiles, there was one by the name of Cornelius. He was a wonderful man, paid tithing, built synagogues for the people, respected God, feared God, a good man, good Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, or something other. A very good man. But one day, God said he's a good man, so I'm just going to send him to a meeting. I'll have to get my preacher over here to tell him about it. All right, so he saw a vision, said, go down to Joppa, and find one down there named Simon Tanner. There's one Simon Peter in there. Let him come up here. He'll tell you the way because he's received something. And while Peter stood up there, Cornelius was going to worship that preacher. He was, Peter said, stand up. I'm a man like you are. And while Peter yet spake these words, how they went back in the beginning, yet, same things I'm talking about, how God promised to pour out the Holy Ghost. While he spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah, that's what the Holy Ghost is. Who it's for? Sure. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, notice, in Ephesians, there was a Baptist brother. He was first a lawyer, smart, intelligent man. Know the law. Great man, a scholar. One day he got to reading the Bible, and he seen there would come one by the name of the Messiah. And when he did that one, he began to hear about this Jesus, and he said, I'm convinced. And I openly profess my faith that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. He was a real Baptist. Here he come along. I openly profess that Jesus is the Christ. He got to doing it so much that God called him into the ministry. God will always speak to a true heart. And there was a little old tent maker down there by the name of Aquila and Priscilla, a husband and wife. They were tent makers. Acts, the 18th chapter, tells you about it. Paul, they were friends of his. They had received the Holy Ghost under the hands of Paul in his teaching. They heard there was a revival over there, so they went over. There's only about 10 or 12 tending it. So he went over there to look at, and he heard this preacher preach to the sincerity of his heart. He said, you know, I believe he'd listen to the truth. So after the service over, he called him around behind the tent and said, look, we got a little brother about so high, a little hook-nosed Jew, and, but when he comes over, he'll teach you the Word of God plainly. Well, after a while, Paul was in jail at the same time. Awful place for a modernistic preacher, wasn't it? But he was in jail, and the Lord had him in there. So as the earthquake comes, shook the jail down. He took the jailer and his household and baptized them all in the name of the Lord Jesus and took off. Come on over. And he just cast the devil out of a little old girl down there telling the fortunes. And then he's making a lot of money by her, so he just exposed her racket. So then they put him in jail for it, and the Lord shook the jail down because he had a bunch of people over there to hear the truth. You can't bind God's Word. There's no matter what you can. You just can't do it. So he come over there to where this man was, and Aquila and Priscilla, maybe they had some sandwiches, and right immediately after the sandwiches, he said, we're going to revival. Paul sat back there and held his little robe and listened to this Baptist preacher preach. He said, that's fine what you preach, but there's some more of it. But I want to ask you a question, Dr. Apollos. <laughs> have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Oh, he said, we didn't know where they were. What do you mean by the Holy Ghost? We're Baptists. But how do you know you're Baptist? See, while well, we was baptized, we only the baptism of John. He said he only baptized unto repentance. Saying it's to believe on him to come, that's on Jesus Christ. And when he heard this, they were baptized over in the name of Jesus Christ, and Paul laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Whosoever. Now, now, how do we do it? 
I want to tell you something. I will close because I told you I'd let you out early. You know what the Holy Ghost says. For the last scripture for tonight, I got another bunch down here, but we'll have to omit that. Let's turn over to 1 Corinthians 12. And then we'll read this, and then we'll, we'll close. All right. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. How many believe the teaching of St. Paul? Sure. He said in Galatians 1, 8, If an angel taught anything different, let him be accursed, let alone a preacher. <laughs> if an angel from heaven come down and taught anything different, let him be cursed. Don't have nothing to do with it. Now watch this. 1 Corinthians 12. How, how many knows that we have got to be in Christ in order to go into resurrection because it's His body that God promised to raise up? Amen. There's no other way. There's not another way. If you're outside of Christ, you might look back here and believe on Him. Say, sure, I believe Him. He's the Son of God. Good, my brother. I'm ready to shake your hand when you say that. I believe on Him. I'll confess Him as my Savior. That's good, but you're still not in. I'll shake hands with the preacher. I'll confess my sins. That still ain't in Him. Now watch. See what Paul said, how you get in Christ. How you go to be known as the circumcision. Abraham, they give a sign. Listen to this now. 1 Corinthians 12th chapter. And let's begin at the 12th verse. For as the body is one, and has many members, and all members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Not divided, one. Listen. For by one church, how many is reading behind? By one handshake, by one water, no, then somebody's wrong. By one Spirit. Is it a capital? That's Holy Spirit. By one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. The body of Christ is one spirit where every member from Pentecost to this time drinks of the same new wine, the same Holy Ghost, bringing forth the same results. How do we do it? By one spirit. It's God's open door, the Holy Spirit. What is it? It's God's open door. It's a sign. It's a seal. It's a comforter. It's an advocate. It's an assurance. It's rest. It's Amen. peace. It's goodness. It's healing. It's life. It's, it's God's open door to all these things. It's God's open door to Christ, which has God proved that He raised up Jesus from the dead, and those that are dead in Christ will God bring with Him at the resurrection. Hallelujah. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed into Christ until the day of your redemption. How many believe it? 
What is Christ? What is the Holy Ghost? It's not something people laugh at. It is something people laugh at, but it ain't to the believer. To the unbeliever, I wish I had along two or three weeks I'd like to take tomorrow night and tell you what it is to the unbeliever. Let me just run through just a moment of time. It's a laughing stock. It's a snare. It's a stumbling block. It's death. It's eternal separation from God. I just can't think of the thing that it is to the unbeliever. Remember, the same ring that the unbeliever made fun of was the same ring that saved Noah and his family. See? The same spirit, Holy Ghost, that people are making fun of and says is crazy and a bunch of nuts. It's insanity. It's the same thing that will rapture the church and take it up at the last days will bring judgment up on the unbeliever. Right. That's what the Holy Ghost is. Blessed are they, may I say this in the sincerity of my heart, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst for it, for they shall be filled. Tomorrow night we're going to talk about how, what it does when it comes. Now, how many in here would like to receive the Holy Ghost and want somebody to pray for you? That you'll see the light. You know what it is. Now, tomorrow night, we're going to take what it does. And then the next night is how to receive it. Then we're going to call in, have people here instructed, and go right into the rooms and stay there if it takes all through Christmas. <laughs> right. Until the Holy Ghost comes. We're going to approach it from a sane Bible foundation. We're going to approach it and get it just like God promised it, and it fell at the beginning. That's yes, the sir. way we're here to do it. I, it doesn't make any difference what anything says with the Word of God is has preeminence in my heart. That's right. And I want what God's got for me. If there's anything more open, heaven, Lord, because my, my heart's open for it. That's right. How many wants it? Now, raise your hand. Say, pray for me. Now, while you remain with your hands up, Heavenly Father, we've taught a long time, but your Spirit is here. There are hands that's up in the air now, and they know what it is. They know what the Holy Spirit means. I pray, God, that before this meeting shall end, that every hand in here will be raised that they have received it. Grant it, Lord. We pray for them. We ask you to bless them and to give them the desire of their heart. Look at their hands, Lord. They love you. They want it. They know they can't go. Tomorrow night, if you'll help me, Lord, we can prove it in the Scripture that they'll never make the rapture without it. So I pray, Father, that you'll give them hungering and thirsting so that they can be filled. I present them to you now, Father, and grant these blessings as we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty word. And we, as we read in the scriptures to see how you said to the Levites, and Lord, you had, you had given them an inheritance. You had given them, Lord, 
blessings from among the people where they each had to give up to the Levites and even they themselves had to pay tithes themselves. And he said to Moses that you were his satisfying portion. We thank you, Lord, for that you were Moses' portion and we pray, Father, may you be our portion today too and may we be satisfied in that too. Father, speak to us through the the word that we listen to today for the remainder of the day. May we continue to meditate on it that, Father, it might become part of us and part of our being. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. sacrifice can we enter in your presence separate me Lord from this world of sin for to condition Lord please cleanse me from within I don't want self-preservation Total separation You anoint me, Lord You separate We want to see full power Restored to the church again And in all lives we can see The trouble manifest See the sick here. It's a church fulfilling prophecy. Lord, we want to rise and live in our inheritance. So separate me, Lord, from this world of sin. For rapture condition, Lord, please cleanse me from.
Separation, you and I. 